welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hi there, my name's Blake Lindsay. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. I am glad you are here and I sure hope you're taking somebody brand new with you every week to Zig's motivational freebie. I get inspired and motivated every week. Zig is going to be talking today about how we can develop the qualities of success in our life. He's in one of those better than good moods today, so let's laugh along with him and learn something in the process. I want to read something written by Dr. Joseph Sizu, and the title of it is Unsung Heroes. Let it never be forgotten that glamour is not greatness. Applause is not fame. Prominence is not eminence. The man of the hour is not apt to be the man of the ages. A stone may sparkle, but that does not make it a diamond. A man may have money, but that does not make him a success. It is what the unimportant do that really counts and determines the course of history. The greatest forces in the universe are never spectacular. Summer showers are more effective than hurricanes, but they get no publicity. The world would soon die, but for the fidelity, loyalty, and consecration of those whose names are unhonored and unsung. If you're a golf fan, you know that John Daly won the British Open in 1995. What you might not know is there were some unsung heroes involved there. Corey Pavin, Brad Faxon, Bob Estes, Mark Brooks, and the caddy. The first four names were professionals who also had been in the tournament. And when Constantino Rocca had sunk that 65-foot putt to send it into the playoff, a lot of people thought, well, you know, he snatched it right out of John Daly's hand, and they wondered if John Daly would be able to recuperate and recover and respond uh, to what had happened. And these four guys, Pavin and Faxon and Estes, came over, and Mark Brooks literally supplied Daly with a distance card measuring the exact distances from every spot on the course because Daly had misplaced his. Later, John Daly said that meant everything in the world to him and the caddy who helped him read those tricky British greens is what made the difference. All Daly gets the publicity. But the question is, had those people not been behind the scenes, would he have won the British Open? I think not. What else have you got to look at? You got to look at the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Just as a matter of curiosity, is there anybody in the live audience, and as you listen to the recording, is anybody listening to the recording who has a racehorse worth over a million dollars? If you did have one, let me ask you a question. Would you keep him up half the night letting him drink coffee and booze and smoke cigarettes and eat junk food? <laughs> and if you did, how many races would he win? I think you'd probably agree he wouldn't win very many races. Would you treat a, a $10 dog that way? $5 cat? <laughs> what about a billion-dollar body? Oh, but that's mine. I'm doing it to me. Well, what you got against you? <laughs> now, let's take a look there. You got to look at the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. In the last 23 years, I've read an average of three hours a day. I read a little bit of everything. I try to read my Bible every day and the daily newspaper every day. That way I know what both sides are up to. <laughs> we need 
to get a balanced information. And then you got to look at the spiritual side of life. Among other things, you're going to be dead lots longer than you're going to be alive. <laughs> April 28, 1986, issue of Fortune magazine. Did a study of the CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies. Over 50% of them came from lower middle class or poor families. 91% of them were either Catholic, Jewish, or Protestant. There was evidence that they were at least semi-active in their faith, meaning they got their ethics, their morals, their judgment, their values, their wisdom out of the Bible. Now, as the great LBJ would say, come, let us reason together, though that was not an original quote. What uh, I would like for you to think about, if Stephen Covey or Tom Peters or Zig Ziglar or anybody else were to write a book, and 91% of the CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies said, that's the one to read right there. We all know what would happen, don't we? We know everybody would go down and get a copy of that book. You ever wonder why 65% of the college graduates, 72% of the Rhodes Scholars, 75% of the military academy graduates, 65% of U.S. congressmen, 85% of airline pilots, 85% of FBI agents, and 11 of the 12 astronauts who walked on the moon were all Boy Scouts. According uh, to the American Scholar in the autumn 1992 issue, well, let me see if I can explain to you why that is. First of all, Boy Scouts talk to themselves. I was a Boy Scout. Now, all of us talk to ourselves. Matter of fact, you talk to yourself on the way down here tonight. I wonder if they're going to get started before we get there. Will there be a seat for me? Where should I park my car? I, I hope Sally's going to be here. I mean, uh, we, we do it all the time. We get home now. Where did I put those keys? Oh, what are we going to... I mean, you do it all the time. Now, I'm going to do a lot of talking about self-talking because that is one of the keys to success. Every Thursday night in Yazoo City, Mississippi, I used to stand up there as a Boy Scout and say, on my honor. Boy, isn't that a great word? I will do my best. Isn't that a marvelous word? To do my duty. Isn't that a great word? To God and my country. To obey the scout law. To help other people at all times. To keep myself physically strong, mentally awake and morally straight. Boy, that is good stuff. And uh, when you look at this scout law, it says a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Let me ask you a question. How many boss people have we got in the live audience tonight? You hire people from time to time. Can I see your hand? How many of you would like to have all of your employees with all these qualities right there? Can I, well, well, would, that, would an individual like that have a pretty good chance of having a little more job security and employment security? There. And, and let me tell you something else the scouts did. Every Thursday night in Yazoo City, I say every Thursday night, one Thursday night a month we had Court of Honor. And that's where we stood up there, you know, and we were given the merit badges for what we had been doing all during the last go-around. That was a goal we had. We knew exactly what it took to be a first-class scout. We had the merit badges all laid out. That's goal setting. We knew what it took to be an Eagle Scout. And Eagle Scouts, ladies and gentlemen, are successful in all facets of life that goes far, far beyond the numbers of them. I tell you, if I were raising today a young boy or a young girl, 
I'd have them in the Boy Scouts, the Cub Scouts, the Girl Scouts. I would have them taking that train. You know, their motto is be prepared. And you know what they say? Do a good deed every day. Understand now, uh, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. They teach leadership. I was talking with scout executives just this week, and they explained to me at the first camp, they have somebody teaching the, the young scout how to drive the stakes and, uh, you know, set the tent up. At the next scout camp, this kid who was learning is now teaching. That's the way you learn things. See, you hear, you forget, you see, you remember, but if you see it and hear it and do it, you understand and you're successful at it. Do a good deed every day. Now, what's all this self-talk about? Well, here's what it's about. The most important opinion you have is the opinion you have of yourself. And the most important conversation you will have today is a conversation that you will have with yourself. These are values that make such a difference in them. But before we're through, we're going to have you talking to yourself. Uh, in the March 1990 issue of USA Magazine, uh, they have this study validated that what you say to yourself has a direct bearing on your performance. Dr. Joyce Brothers says you cannot consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. Where a lot of people say, well, I don't talk to myself, but interesting enough, the same person talks to the driver of another car three blocks away. <laughs> With considerable feeling, I hasten to add. You're not going to believe that. But some people even talk to golf balls. Go in a hole. Stand there. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about there, don't you? All right. So we're going to have you talking uh, to yourself, and that's going to be fun. Now we're going to have some fun, too. There was a lady in Dallas, 65 years old, watched one of the exercise videos. She got all motivated. She went home, she told everybody, now I'm going to start an exercise program, I'm going to start walking. going to walk five miles a day, every day the rest of my life, starting today. Well, her family tried to talk her out of it, said, now, you know, that's too much. You don't start with five miles, start with one mile. Nope, going to walk five miles a day, every day for the rest of my life. She is now 83 years old, and her family doesn't have a clue as to where she is. <laughs> Now, we're going to be talking about change. Now, change is stressful, but so is unemployment and bankruptcy. One of the old uh, statements from AA simply says that one definition of insanity is to think you can keep on doing the same thing and somehow or another get different results. Truth is, if you keep on doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep on getting what you've been getting. If you like what you've been getting, that's fine. Uh, but if you don't like what you're getting, then, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we need to explore some changes. I want to have you thinking big. Let me share with you what the mission statement. I want you thinking mission statement. You see, our mission statement at the Zig Ziglar Corporation is to be the difference maker in the personal, family, and business lives of enough people to make a positive difference in America and the world. Now, I know that's pretentious, small company, but I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's our mission. And let me tell you why it's not impossible. Let me share with you why it is possible. Love the story of the grandfather walking the beach with his grandson. 
And every step or two, the grandfather would reach down and pick up a sand dollar and throw it out to sea. He'd take a couple of more steps, pick up another one and throw it out and another. And finally, the grandson said, Granddaddy, what are you doing? And the grandfather said, Son, these sand dollars are a living organism. If I don't throw them out to sea, they'll die in the hot sun. They've been washed ashore by the tide. And the grandson said, But Granddaddy, there are thousands of them. What possible difference can it make? And then the grandfather reached down, picked up another one and threw it out to sea and said to this one, it makes all the difference in the world. We're going to be talking about significant things. We're going to explore why is it that immigrants, I'm talking legal immigrants, whether they're from the Orient or South America or Mexico or Africa or the Middle East or Europe or Scandinavia, legal immigrants are four times as likely to become millionaires in America as are the people who are born here. It was explained to me in minute detail by a little four-year-old girl. Three or four years ago, I got aboard an aircraft in Dallas headed for Norfolk, Virginia. I was the first passenger aboard. I was seated uh, in seat 2C. A mother and her three little ones got aboard right behind me. She was carrying the infant, leading the toddler. The four-year-old was following behind. And the little four-year-old got aboard, and she looked left into that cockpit and saw those three impressive figures with all of the boards. And she saw the electronic gadgeter there, probably more so than, more than she had ever seen in her lifetime. When she turned around, those little eyes were as big as the proverbial saucers. I don't know why the child did it, but she put her little hands on her little legs just above her knees and, and she bent down and she looked down that long fuselage and said it all with one word, gosh. <laughs> gosh. That's what immigrants say when they get to America. They've left it all behind them, friends and family and support groups, climate and culture and language and, and the whole smear. They come into this land without the things that so many of them have. One of our key people at our company, Chris Dunham, got here with $9 in his pocket 10 years ago. But they came with that dream that we're going to be talking about so much more. And the first thing they do when they land in America is they get the daily paper and they look down the jobs that are available. And they would pick up the Dallas paper and say, there's 291 jobs advertised today, some of them paying over $5 an hour. Now I know that doesn't sound like a whole lot of money to you folks but where I come from that's three days wages I'll work not just eight hours a day I'll work 12 hours I'll get my education at a community college I will live cheaply I will save my money I will take advantage of the opportunities that are here and by the time they find out we got problems it's too late <laughs> they've already made it it's gosh when they see it. In 1990, the number one selling T-shirt in Japan was we're number one. The number one selling T-shirt in America was underachiever and proud of it. Too many people born in America get up every morning and say, big deal. The immigrant gets up and says, wow, what a deal. What a difference it makes. We're going to be looking at why that is so important. They come here with a vision, with a mission. A vision is a clearly articulated, results-oriented picture of a future you intend to create. Let me say it again. I'll not tell you this is easy. It's not. I believe and know, as a matter of fact, that life is tough. But I also know that when you're tough on yourself, 
that life is going to be infinitely easier on you. In a church in Sussex, England, on the wall, here's what they have. A vision without a task is but a dream. A task without a vision is drudgery. But a vision and a task are the hope of the world. I believe that is absolutely true. Not easy, but it's worth it. All of my life I have thought I was an optimist until I heard about this lady who had moved into a retirement home. On the very first day at lunch, she was seated across the table from a gentleman who was there. And after a moment or two, he became concerned about the fact that she was really eyeballing him. I mean, she was staring a hole through him. He grew uncomfortable, and finally he said, Ma'am, said, I, I don't understand. Why are you staring at me? She said, I can't believe it. He said, you can't believe what? She said, I can't believe that you look exactly like my third husband. <laughs> the color of your eyes, your mannerisms, the way you talk, your age, your size. I mean, you look exactly like my third husband. He said, third husband? said, how many times have you been married? She said, twice. <laughs> I want you to know that people can change. I want you to know even animals can change. This past week, the redhead and I were down at our home at Holly Lake, Sugarville, we were out walking our little dog. Uh, we have a little uh, Welch Corgi, and uh, his name is Taffy. We were out walking, and we met this other couple, and they had a little dog. Except he was about three times as big as our little dog. He's a beautiful dog. I mean, gorgeous fur, healthy looking, and a whole bit. And we got to talking, as dog owners always do, and children owners always do, you know. Well, we got the name of the dog, and it was some stretched out name. I don't know what it was. And, and I said, well, you know, that's such a beautiful dog. It looks so healthy. I said, what are you feeding that dog? The man said, turnip greens. <laughs> I said, I never heard of any feeding a dog turnip greens. I said, my dog wouldn't eat turnip greens. He said, mine wouldn't either the first three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got some laughter and good smiling in today as we learn from Zig Ziglar. As always, I would love to hear from you about how the podcast or any of Mr. Ziglar's material has affected you. Here at Ziglar, we do our best to help you live your life to the fullest. We recently launched a product that our clients are finding very valuable. It's a true gold mine, including all of Zig's best audio and video programs, both his classic recordings and current DVDs. Because you are an Inspire Podcast listener, we want to give you 14 full days of Zig's brand new vault. The benefit to you is that you have access to all of Zig's life-changing material. 14 full days, no charge. The benefit to us is we know you'll love it and that you'll want to tell your associates. You will find a variety of encouraging information, helpful hints and ideas that you can put to use immediately. If you appreciate the Ziggler Vault as much as I do, you may stay connected for as long as you wish. The monthly price is only $14.97. Wow, that's only 50 cents a day. The Ziggler Vault includes one keepsake download for you every month that you stay connected. The portable download alone is valued at $9.97. An example of this is a book, sales training, or personal growth programs. Zig encourages all of us to enroll in Automobile University. This is a great way to continue investing in yourself. Another benefit? No contracts are necessary. 
I will be happy to personally answer all of your questions and assist you in getting set up for success when you call me. My number is 972-383-3268. More information can be found at ZieglerVault.com. Here comes my email address, blindsay, that's spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, at Ziegler, Z-I-G-L-A-R dot com. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziegler. Ziegler. Inspiring true performance.